I, uh, the, the basis of magic is to show you something you previously believed was impossible. Mm. Uh, and in so doing, you're left, if only for a moment, you're left reconstructing, remaking sense of the world. What you thought. And in order to do that, your mind scrambles, it shotguns, it balloons with possibilities because without there being one, you have to consider several. Welcome to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by my man, Audley Stevenson, the odd man. He'll unpack wisdom and insights from a cross-section of top quality performers in business, media, sports, entertainment, and lifestyle to uncover key elements to help you live your best audacious life ever. So without further ado, here is The Odd Man. Greetings and salutations, I'm Audley Stevenson, and welcome to the most audacious podcast you'll find on the net. This is the Audacious Living Podcast, and whether uh, you're returning or you're here for the very first time, I say thank you for tuning in and joining us on our journey as we continue our ongoing goal of helping our listeners live their best audacious lives ever. As always, I would encourage you to uh, connect with us through our social media channels. Uh, we like to stay as active as we can, and certainly uh, on Twitter, f- Facebook, and Instagram, uh, you can find us there. Uh, also on YouTube, uh, and if you and again, I mean, if you're watching, then you'll know we're on YouTube. And all you got to do is tap the uh, notification bell down below, and you'll be subscribed to our channel. So again, like, follow, subscribe. Share share uh, and let's continue to do our part to keep this audacious conversation going now on today's episode of podcast uh, we're going to take a a bit of a a magical journey of wonder if you will and uh, we'll we'll even get a little bit of amazement too we're going to touch on all that stuff as we welcome uh, magician speaker and author Brandon Love. Now, Brandon uh, is a great guy, first off, and, and he and I had a wonderful chat. It was a great chat talking to him, uh, discussing and exploring the power of possibilities and, and all the, the positive ways we can benefit when we're in that state of wonder, uh, which, of, of course, can lead to us being happier, healthier, and, and more successful in, in life overall. And so uh, that's something Brandon and I got really deep into, you know, in addition to being a remarkable magician, uh, you know, again, Brandon, again, as I mentioned, he's a professional speaker and uh, he he really takes time and focuses on on helping people open their eyes to, to wonder and the new possibilities that could come with it. And, you know, with those new possibilities, uh, that, that also includes energy, excitement, and the joy that it brings. So it's, it's a really good place to be in, and we'll talk more about that. You'll hear more about that in our conversation. So uh, stay tuned, folks. Uh, you've got a good one on your hands, and you may even see a magic trick or two. Enjoy. Hey, Brandon, thank you for joining me here on the Audacious Living Podcast. How are you? Uh, so great to be here, Audley. Thanks for inviting me to 
join in a conversation today. Well, it's great. It is great to have you here. I, you know, we, we tried to connect before. It didn't work out, but it doesn't matter. We're, we're here now. Uh, and, and again, you know, on this podcast, we, we, we talk so much about sort of, you know, the, the, the possibilities and the potentials that lie within all of us and, and the great things that we can accomplish uh, from, from, from an audacious state of mind, if you will, and just kind of going doing things in that bold manner. And so when I, when I look at your work and, you, and, and your incorporation of, of magic and how you ignite possibilities and spark imagination, I just thought it was a really, really good fit and glad you could beer and and maybe we can sort of start start and sort of how how you made the connection to sort of magic in our potential man come out swinging hard huh uh i love it i uh i so i started learning magic when i was a kid i think most magicians have the same story you know uh i saw a tv magician my parents paid attention they got me a magic kit you know there's a very kind of rote um script that that's followed by a lot of magicians whether intentionally or not and i actually started learning it because i wanted to impress people of course (laughs) uh you know i wanted to i wanted to make friends i wanted to be able to connect with strangers and and not be made fun of in school i thought it would you know help against that cause uh i'm not sure it did but (laughs) there was all these all these like more egoistic reasons that i started studying magic i get it tricks and then the older i got the more i have to admit initially you start learning magic and you're kind of disappointed right you have all these imagination <laughs> uh, imaginings about how magicians create right. yep. miracles yep. you yep. know right in front of your eyes yep. um and when you realize what the actual secret is i don't know if you've had this experience but it's like a, a bubble burst you know <laughs> i get it i get it right when you learn what was actually done to to create the illusion it's, yes. it's disappointing um, which is a healthy reminder that mystery is powerful for its ability to inspire curiosity, but yes. I digress. Yes. Uh, so I learned a bunch of these secrets in the beginning. I was super disappointed. And then I started to realize uh, that it was no less genius that a magician would think of something impossible and then find a way to make it look like it wasn't anymore. Right. And then I started to think about how we think how we construct not in a magical context but in our normal everyday lives how was our reality constructed yes. so that a magician could fool us at any given moment right 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 and and uh, nowadays i i spend a lot of my time thinking about how much magic reminds us of the limits of our perceptions mm. and i like to say magic is is constantly telling us that we're always missing something yes which yes. Is pretty easy to agree with, right? Yep, it's not yep. a new idea. For yep, certain. Yep. And we yep. just have to take a moment right now. Think of all the things you're not thinking about, right? That's it's correct. Infinite. Um, well, well, a term, a term you hear, I don't profess to be a magician at all, but I do, I'm familiar with the term of misdirection, right? It's totally. intentionally wanting you to look elsewhere so you can not see what's really going on, right? Absolutely. And it, and it shows up in all sorts of ways. Yes. And, and the worst part is, and this is the real rub, as soon as you think you've got things figured out, as soon as you think you've cracked it, <laughs> that's right. That's when you're most vulnerable. That's right. right? That's right. The, that's the right. old games, uh, I talk about con games a bunch. I'm really fascinated with, with con artistry. Mm. And, and do you know what, maybe I'll ask it, put you on the spot a bit of, okay. do you know what okay. the con in con game stands for? I do not, no. 
it's it's funny. I didn't know for years myself, and no I, I thought it was maybe convict or control or no. con like negative never, or something. I've never even really put thought into it actually. So that's a, you've yeah, you got me. Why what would you, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're a performer, why would you? <laughs> uh, it actually it stands for confidence, and oh. the reason is that the con artist has to build a sense of confidence ah. in the mark, in the suspect, in the victim yes. before. And being able to pull off the yeah, stunt because you can't do it right if they don't believe in you no if i invite you to guess which one is the queen and you don't get it you get it wrong right away you're not going to put money down i need I, you to be confident you know where it is i'll right. let you win a few times <laughs> then i'm going to take you for all your work yes, <laughs> you know? yes, okay. um, and, and i think this is a, a lesson I'm rambling on here, oddly. No, no, I'm no. We're, this this is, is in the new no, year. We're on the right so. path. Ramble is good here. I'm granted, ramble is a good thing here. I tell you. All right. Okay. All right. Uh, so I think this lesson of of that we can learn from a con game or yes. from a magic trick, yes, which is that our perceptions are limited, but that we forget our limitations constantly. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we forget, as soon as we feel like we've got it figured out, that's when we're most vulnerable. That's when we close ourselves off to new possibilities, whether it's right. ideas or innovations, right? We close ourselves off to people because we think we know the people we're, we're addressing that we're thinking about. We put them into boxes and, and we tuck them away, right? Right. Uh, whereas if we could remember, we could, we could practice doubt on purpose and remember there are things we haven't yet detected, haven't seen beyond our perceptions like in, it sparks that bit of curiosity and creativity again i think right and uh, and it, we just create more mystery for ourselves which again is is the power of magic right uh, right, right. so, I, so I, t- I tell you what i find really interesting is um and, and, and specifically in the context of you know this magician who i'm envisioning you know the, the con let's see the connor as an example he's got all the cards laid out and i gotta guess where the queen is we as individuals go into that situation knowing full well that his job, that con artist's job, is to trick us. And we still go in with all the confidence of the world to prove that individual wrong. Like, like this is what they do, right? And to give us, and I think that gives us that confidence to still think that we know better than them is absolutely amazing. Because mm-hmm. they, that, and so that's where the, the, the giving us that confidence, that's where it comes from. They give, make us feel like we know better than them. Totally. And, and, and that's the beautiful, it's like a little bit of, it's the matrix, right? How far yeah. into the, the channel do you want to go? Because <laughs> right. as soon as uh, a con artist knows that people know he's there to take your money. Yes. So his job is getting around that first hurdle and making you feel special that you you're somehow beating the system, you know? And, and that's, it's amazing. The more I learn magic and the more I learn the subtlety of misdirection. A lot of people think misdirection is like, look over here while I do something with this hand. <laughs> right. Which it is, which it is rudimentarily. Yes. But also something I can ask you to think of something. And in the yes. moment I ask you a question, I can do something else because you're, you're just for that moment, you've distracted your attention. Right. Right. right? So right. it can be much more subtle and, and magicians are masters of manipulating perceptions yes. and then influencing how you should interpret those perceptions. Right. right. 
the, the, the power of focus really comes to mind as you talk about that, right? And now in this instance, in this context of our conversation, it's the other way around because they're, 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 they're diluting our focus, if you will, and making us just make a look at other things. But I think it reinforces why it's so insignificant. And, and a really strong life lesson, Brandon, about why we need to focus on what the task is at hand or what our end goal is. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think I think there's a um, just a, a call for growth, you know, to, to be yeah. open to the areas where you 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 could grow and improve. Um, again, it, it's funny, as I say all these things, I, it, there's an irony about saying we're always missing something and yet professing it, you know, uh, to be true. I think there's like, if we can all I think we we're overconfident more often than we realize. Got you. And and it burns us in lots of ways. And I think right. if we had checks and balances in place, uh, we could catch ourselves. The, the problem is we don't know when we're we're overconfident. That's, right, right. That's right, exactly right. the issue. Um, there's well, especially, a good little... especially when we know confidence is a good thing and you're supposed to be confident. You're supposed to go in thinking that you know the answer or know what you're doing. Um, but that fine line of overconfidence and confidence, it is a fine line. And so I think that's where we get caught. That's 100%. And, you know, we, we don't, if I went into a high school and said, everything you've heard about confidence is wrong. Right. right. You don't want to be confident. There would be no hope for kids. That's so much of <laughs> <Right>. your self-esteem <laughs> is built into being able to fake it till you make it into right. being confident in yourself and your identity, your values, etc. So there is definitely a lot of virtue from confidence. But exactly as you say, the slope from confidence to unjustified overconfidence yes. is slippery. Yes. And undetectable. Yes. And there's uh I mean, there's a, so many great examples of of this in in research and in just yeah. looking around at people, right? But uh, one of my favorite examples is a guy named MacArthur Wheeler. Okay, um, you may have heard this story. A guy back in 1995, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. This guy robs two banks. Okay, uh, broad daylight at gunpoint, and he's not wearing a mask. Okay, in fact, not only he's not covering up his face at all. And he smiles in the security camera on his way out the door of the second bank. <laughs> That's funny. It's absurd, right? It just sounds, I didn't, I've never taken bank robbing 101, but my no. guess is he, first thing That's you do. You don't do. Right? <laughs> That's right. I guess, yeah, you're right. I'm with you. You know, you know? So anyway, an hour later, police show up, they knock on his front door and arrest him. And what's most amazing about the story is he's blown away. He is shocked and surprised <laughs> that they found him. <laughs> because and here he's, he's like he's, he's explaining to officers he's like i don't get it i was wearing the juice how did you ever find me and like what do you mean wearing the juice and it turns out that this guy had learned recently about um invisible ink you know have you ever made if you use lemon juice and water yeah. you can write yeah. a message yes. on paper yes. and that's right it dries invisible that's right uh so he he made the logical leap and said, well, if I if lemon juice can write invisible messages, maybe if I put it on my face, <laughs> I will be invisible. I will be invisible. And not wanting to be a fool, he tested the theory. This is before digital cameras, of course. Okay. okay. So he set up a camera and he said he, you know, set up what he thought was a timer 
okay. it was a short timer. So it took a picture without him in front of the camera. And he, was like, and he thought he was invisible. <laughs> and so he Dang. went to rob a couple of banks. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> right? But yeah. but here's the thing. And I, I love this story so much because, again, we can laugh at him and be like, sure. you know, oh, what idiot? You know, if we want to call names, there's so many that are available to us here. Uh, how do you ever get to that point? Yeah. And then the lesson is, yeah, but we're all wearing the juice, right? Every single one of us is yep. in some way confident about something that we're completely wrong about. Yes. Right. Yeah. Confidence isn't a measure of truth. It's a measure of coherence of the story. Yes. So yeah. uh, yeah. I think there's some, some value, at least in, in what I'm trying to do with, with magic and my messaging in, in trying to, to bring this to light a little more. Well, well, and, 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 and so th thanks for sharing that story. First off, I hadn't heard it before, so it was a good one, definitely, and something, <laughs> something to chuckle at. Uh, but the underlying message is in there, Brad, and I think it's really, really important because I, I think that's a check for us that we need to check ourselves and, mm -hmm. and remind ourselves about where we're at and how much do we think we know and how accurate we truly are. Because it is very easy to go into a situation going, yeah, I got the answer, or yeah, I know how this magic trick was done and be totally way off base here. So I think that's a really, really, really powerful lesson because we all do it, right? We're all, it's all, we, we all kind of feel that way sometimes. We're like, oh yeah, I got this good. And you drop the ball and go, how? Well, we didn't check ourselves. Uh-huh, uh-huh, absolutely. Every single day. And, and think of all the things that get overlooked or missed just because we've been doing, this happens a lot because our brain takes so many shortcuts, right? Yep. We, our habits, our patterns, we, yep. you know, we start with a lot of effort. Eventually they take no effort because we're just on autopilot. Gotcha. And so many of those things on autopilot are areas for improvement. There's ways to make our lives better, both professionally, yes. personally, in our relationships. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we were very comfortable and used to feeling like we got it all figured out. And gotcha. I think that's dangerous, yep. uh, at least from the life I want to live. So. No, I hear you. I hear I'm with you on that one loud and clear. And I think we should be checking ourselves and we should be, you know, just again, it's, 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 it's actually a development thing, right? Like from an evolution standpoint and growth. Okay. Am, am, am I, this is where I am at, but am I sure this is where I'm right about where I'm at, for example. So mm -hmm. no, I'm with you loud and clear. Um, I want to go back, if you don't mind, because, you know, we're, you're sort of talking about how, you know, you got into magic for very egotistical reasons, if you will. When did yep. you make that connection to sort of the, the, the potential that exists around the, us and in the world? When did that kind of make the connection between the two? When did that happen? Oh, yeah. So, gosh, I just I, I've always. Uh, I was lucky in that I, I didn't learn a lot of good magic for okay. a long time. Okay. So. I learned a lot of cheap tricks growing up and through high school and university, things that I could show friends and, you know, casually, and they would be fooled by them, but it was like not really powerful. Um, so I also had the, I was still going to magic shows and being fooled. And so I kind of towed this line between having a glimpse behind the curtain, so to speak, but also being fully aware of the experience of magic and how powerful it was for my imagination, for lighting up that curiosity and creativity. Got you. And I think towing that line led me, it pulled me further into the study of magic because I was, I wanted to know how I could use it artfully. Got you. To create mystery and then direct that mystery towards helping people do stuff. Mm. Um, 
now that's like the hypothetical philosophical angle. Right. When I was in university, I met a buddy who was a juggler. Uh, he was performing, uh, he was juggling. I did magic on the same stage. A few years later, he reached out and said, Hey, I'm going to be a speaker uh, for high school students. I'm, I'm teaching uh, Cubby seven habits actually. Okay. Can you teach me a magic trick? And I taught him a magic trick. And then he said, you should be a speaker. And I said, what is that? <laughs> what do they do? And <laughs> I realized then and there that, oh, there's a, there's an opportunity to, sure. to be, to engage people in sort of my arena yes. uh, using, using tools I have and talking about kind of what I want. Um, yeah, and if people yeah. find it valuable, they'll, they'll hire, they'll pay for this, I guess. Yeah. 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 That's sort of been, that's been the trajectory a little bit. Uh, and I, I kind of feel the more I think about it, the more I've discovered like these little details in the story that I've overlooked or forgotten that were pretty significant. At yeah. Some, but yeah. It's no. changed. Yeah. Well, well it, it's, it, it's important to kind of go through that process, Brandon, as we go along, because we, we, and, and even so the details you talked about, it's important to, to kind of go back and, oh, yeah, that, that did matter. That did, here's how it impacted me, or that did alter the path where it was going on. So I think those little things are, and it's important to sort of tell that story, because I think every time you tell that story, there's an element or aspect of it that becomes more real to you. So I think, you know, I think our story is always evolving. It's always developing, yeah. and so... Totally. totally is. Yeah, totally. I, and yeah, it's so fun, right? Why, why, uh, I don't want anything to be stagnant or stale, even my own sure. memories of, of my story. Sure, should sure. Be, uh, spicing my life up a little bit every time. One of the lines I love that I've heard you say a couple of times is, is uh, you know, magic, you know, ignites the imagination. And um, when you're in that imaginative state, there's all sorts of beautiful things can happen. Right. Uh, you know, the, we're the most creative, the most innovative, um, the most energized at times. Right. And so uh, the fact that, you know, magic can ignite that, I think is so beautiful. So, 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 you, so you talk about that process of that, the ignition process, if you will. Yeah, it, I, it's not as complex, maybe as um, as one might think. I, I the, the basis of magic is to show you something you previously believed was impossible. Mm. Uh, and in so doing, you're left, if only for a moment, you're left reconstructing, remaking sense of the world. What you thought. And in order to do that, your mind scrambles, it shotguns, it balloons with possibilities because without there being one, you have to consider several. You know, um, this is a regular deck of cards. I can show you. Okay. This is a plain deck of cards here. And if I take a card, uh, let's use this one off the top, the five of diamonds. Yep. I can, oops, throw it near the middle. Yep. Right. And you know, it should be in the middle. Right. So it, it shouldn't be on the top. <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Cause that's not where you put it. <laughs> now, I saw <laughs> you put it in the middle. It's not where you put it. <laughs> we could, we could try it again sure. about, Whoops, about the middle, not quite. Yeah. Not on the top again. Right. Not on the bottom. Right. Uh, but again, you know where it is, so it shouldn't definitely not be on the <laughs> That's top. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Okay. You can do this over and over and over yeah. again. And it continues yeah. to come back to the top. And eventually you'll see there's only one five of diamonds in there. Yes. Eventually you start to to think, well, I thought it was this way, and then nope, not that way. Okay, there's another thing. Oh, and not that way. And 
suddenly possibilities dance through your mind. Yes. Most of them are wrong. Tons of them will never lead you anywhere. Right. And yet it's the energy and that excitement. There's, yes. a, there's a joy in that, uh, yes. which can ignite other things. So, right. yeah, I, I just think it's, I could talk about magic forever and I feel like I never get tired of it because it's so, I mean, and it's not just tricks. I, I learned tricks. I've learned sleight of hand and, and yeah. conjuring. Yeah. But like, where there's magic this is magic you know like yes, that yes. i'm on a laptop i'm not plugged into anything right now. <laughs> right and somehow right. signals are transmitting in real time off of satellites and yes. space and concrete and glass and like yes. connecting us across cities right Whew. right like you know yeah. if we had the eyes for it wonders everywhere waiting for us to sort of imagine and they, and they totally can and, and what i love about that is it forces us to be in a state of wonder i mean oftentimes when you watch a magician you leave going how did he do that it's not like it's not like you know at the end of the show he goes okay guys here's the sequence to all my tricks you leave wondering how did he do that and you're almost in a constant state of wonder because every time you think about that experience you're going how did he do that and for some people they're, they're, they're okay with just continually asking themselves and others will want to search for the answer. Mm. And, and and I think regardless in which other state you are, it's a it's a good thing to be in, right? You're because you're 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 forced to question what you thought to believe was correct. Absolutely. When when do you learn the most? Right? We learn the most in that state of wonder. The state of wonder is perpetual for children. You know, as I love I've, I, everybody does, right? Who doesn't like watching a kid figure something out oh, yeah. the first time? You know, when they're or experience a new sensation, a new everything, a taste, yes, smell. Yes. There's so much in that place, and yes. quickly as we get become adults, our our minds sort of grow calluses. Yes. Uh, yeah. If I can, if I can yeah. be crass a bit, you know, and and we kind of harden over, and we forget that we're in the middle of a miracle every yeah. single day. Yeah. And, and it would be daunting if we were in that. I mean, when you're a kid, your brain is working. How many calories do you have to consume for your mind to grow? <laughs> right. Right. And how many hours of sleep do you need? And all, all these things to stay yep. at that rate. Yep. So we obviously can't do it 24 seven no. as adults. No. We just don't have the resources. But if we know we can access it, yes. you know, we can put ourselves there more than we do now almost scheduling it like and there's nothing wrong with that like even like set aside set aside some time setting aside some time where we say here's where i'm gonna you know i'm, I'm gonna be in the state of wonder let's say hypothetically and, I, and maybe that's not way exactly what it is but you know whatever you want to call it you know this is where i'm gonna put my my mindset in this state where my thoughts can run wild yeah right that's it's a meditation it could be a meditation it sure. could be a and I, there's a ton of new evidence and new research. I'm so I'm so excited to see this. This is a, an area of interest in leadership and uh, and management now because there's wonder does a bunch of things. It first of all creates a sense of purpose or passion, right? Yes. It gives us cause to believe there's something more than who we are, which excites us. Uh, it also unites people in an experience. Yeah. So just like a good comedy show, just like a good movie, right? You talk yes. about books with friends. We see a magic show with somebody, you experience something together, you're, you climb a mountain, you see a view, whatever it is. 
that you have a thing that is very closely both of yours, Yes, you know, which is so rare. So we, if you can use wonder in the workplace, right. And get everybody to experience, share the experience of something amazing. Yes. That brings the team together. You know, even if it has nothing to do with what you're talking about, it will gel that the relationships. That's right. That's right. Um, Wonder also has like healing properties. So there's research that it, it, generates energy which then you know puts more joy into people's lives which reduces stress in people's lives and we know stress has all sorts of carcinogenic pathways attached to it etc etc right so uh i i really it's a funny thing to talk about because it feels so wrong yeah, like we're talking about in the workplace, some kind of I, fun or wonder. Come on, we got stuff to do. Like, how do you measure that? It's not there's no productivity yes, exactly. in that. Exactly. How do you show the return on investment? It, it's harder right. to show, but it's it's definitely like a soft skill. I think. Yeah. Uh, I think we could invest some time into. Well, well, much can be said about what it does to the environment and, and how people feel about the environment and how people, you know, the enjoying people have being in an environment. Uh, you know, you think about, and I know it's slightly changed because we're working more remotely, but you think of how much time people spend physically in a workplace and even, even remotely, like you're working with people, uh, the time that you spend with them, how do you feel about that? And if, if these things that, well, we, and, and, may, and maybe we start, need to think more about how how we you know, actually measure them and how they influence the world of work and what we do, because there are some benefits to it. There's no question about it. hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. You know, we, how much, how much potential are organizations? I mean, I, I work a lot with students too. And yeah. I, mm-hmm. you know, students are just a microcosm of, of adults. Absolutely. Right. And I like to think we all think as an adults in a workplace that we're different and we're not, <laughs> if anything, we're more closed minded uh and and you know less we're more jaded and cynical and all those things which clamp down on the curiosity creativity but students uh you know students immediately appreciate the value of a growth mindset you know being being curious you get to a point you're like even as leaders ceos managers directors we're expected to to stop asking questions and just have the answers and just have the answers at some point, right? Um, how stupid is that? <laughs> you know, like how much does that hinder a company's yes. capacity? How much is being left off the table, untapped potential? Because we haven't, you know, been willing to learn from the people on our team. Yeah. We haven't been willing to, to, you know, invite invite other ideas and open the space yes. for questions and. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, 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 and and we know this, right? You, you get a bunch of people in the room; they're going to generate far more ideas than one person sitting by themselves all mm-hmm. night, staying up till midnight, trying to figure out the answer to something. Like mm-hmm. you, 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 you know that that juice, that energy uh, that's created amongst it's it's, it's magic. And that's where magic, right? <laughs> yeah. And and there's a caveat to that. Yeah. It, if if the space feels safe, oh. then more people share those ideas and uh which is so elegant psychological safety is another buzzword floating around these days it's a brilliant concept yes i've seen managers try to implement this they say okay we need our space to feel safer for people to share ideas and so the boss sits down at a round table or or at a staff meeting says i want all your feedback 
people I, we're actually going to listen to we're going to take it in we're going to you know we're going to process things we're going to make things better and the feedback gets collected and it gets reread by nobody right and nothing changes right and that's not psychological say in fact i would argue you just made things less safe very much so i would agree with you very right much you, so. you just trivialized people's feedback Yes. They're not going to take another chance. So uh, it, instead, how people like how do you create it? And yes. I think wonder, <laughs> being yep. actually vulnerable and asking questions and admitting you don't know stuff, you know, is a really powerful way to set the stage. There's nothing wrong with that at all. It's 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 the vulnerability thing, and I and I and I get it. For a, a lot of leaders, they have it in their mind. This is how I should behave. This is how I should be. I should have all the answers. And if people come to me and I don't, I'm not being a good leader. And I think right. when we can break that down, that 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 false armor that's built up, if we can just sort of strip that away and that be at the core of who we are, which is just human to human, you know, connect with compassion and being able to hear me as much as I hear you, we can do these things. I think that makes the way and smooths the way out for the wonder and all all the other wonderful things that can come out of it, I think. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. I love, um, you know, it, I, I think sometimes in leadership, it feels a little bit like customer service, mm. you know, and not in the sense that you're, you're dealing more from an employee side of things, I suppose, but people come to you constantly looking for answers. We might say like the best customer service reps are those who have all the answers. Yes. I would go a step further though and say the best customer service reps actually don't have all the answers. They know what they know but they also know what they don't know yes. and they know how to find it. Yes. Right. Yes. They'll say, I, I'm not the person to help you with the problem, but I know exactly who is. That's right. Right. Or I know exactly where to find the answer. That's right. And the best leaders, if they could be confident in their humility, this is a, a term Adam Grant has coined confident humility. You, you know what you know, but you also know what you don't. Well, no. And you're confident about that. Mm -hmm. you're okay mm -hmm. with that. Then we open the door. Then it's like, I can ask a question or I can admit, you know, I actually, am, I'm not sure about this. Yes, that's right. You know, that's right. And teacher, I say this to teachers. I say it to parents, gosh, what I wouldn't have done if, if, you know, some, various points, my parents have been wonderful, <laughs> but at various points when I was a kid, they would explain a rule to me. Like I had made a mistake <laughs> and all I wanted was for them to admit they made the same mistake. The mistake you know? Yeah. It would have made me feel like <laughs> I get it. Of course, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, maybe I'm speaking at a turn and I have all these opinions about this stuff, but I really, I think we're, uh, and I think we're moving in a good direction. I think, I think we're learning yeah. that we need the team. We need that's everybody right. on the right. bus to get that's where right. we want to go. And that's uh, right. That's right. Especially now more than ever before, Brandon, I think what's happening is we're realizing that so few and fewer, you know, few, there's fewer and fewer of us that have the answer because the answer is from all of us collectively. Yeah. You know, there isn't there, there isn't one, you know, you, you think of even political leaders and I know we're now really going on a tangent here, but you think of political leaders and, you know, th th you know they may come up with a rule or a guideline or a whatever, but there might be impacts on others that they never thought of because they aren't familiar. They don't know. And so they do, they, they, you know, and that's why the significance of doing things like consultations, you're consulting with, you're bringing more people in, you have to get input, you have to garner feedback, you have to get other thoughts or ideas before you can actually come out with something. And so I think, so as you say that, you know, we're, we're getting it more and more. I think you're absolutely right. You're bang on for sure. Yeah. We need, we need trust 
we need uh you know and lots of times it, you know it feels in many cases like we're we're not going in that direction i know a yeah. lot of people feel more mistrusting of one another and mistrusting of leaders and decision makers and mistrusting yep. managers and maybe mistrusting of their children i don't know but there's <laughs> a lot of it going around and uh and there are lessons to be learned in leading by example you know giving trust to gain it mm. uh, which is easy for me to say in my position right it, sure. if somebody's been super burned by having given trust once right you know that's it's a higher slope to to climb to, yeah. to give it again yeah but without giving it we don't gain it and yeah. leadership is the same if you if you give your employees trust if you show them they have ownership you know their decisions matter their thoughts matter and you want to hear them that can again build the rapport build the web yep make it a unit and less about one versus others yep yep i'm so curious brandon when you when you when you, when you, when you deal with leaders or managers or organizations and uh you know you're you're, you're wowing them with your tricks and you're, you're showing them about all the, the you know your challenge with the, the illusions and the impossibilities that they never saw what kind of feedback are you getting from them what are you, what are you are, they, are they is it resonating with them the messaging or what are the, what, are they, what are they telling you yeah so <laughs> it's a good question uh it's it's I try not to bill myself as a magician, but rather as a student of magic. I don't know okay. that it makes a difference to people, okay. but there, the idea of magic, you know, it's another thing, right? There's a cloud of, of ideas that's attached to it. Uh, some people pick to the birthday party magician who does terrible, sure. you know, terrible <laughs> tricks for 25 bucks. <laughs> right. Some people picture the, the TV person with dancers and tigers and big yep. boxes getting cut in half. Yep. And, uh, or some people picture Disney, you know, yes. and, and yes. Uh, fairies and Tinkerbell and yes. people just had these different ideas about what it could mean. And almost uh, nobody in a professional context is really excited about it <laughs> in a personal context. Everybody <laughs> wants to see magic. Sure. But sure professionally, sure. leaders are like, we can't hire a magician. That's awful. <laughs> That's big money. Uh, so I try I try not That's to. Funny to address it head, head on that way, I do come out and say, I'm a student of magic. Okay. And I've learned more about how we think from the study of magic than any other of my disciplines. And I've studied philosophy and psychology mm. and hypnosis and yoga and meditation and all of these different, you know, ways of trying to understand how we create possibilities. Yes. And magic for me is the best of all tools yes. because it reminds us of the limits of our perceptions. Um, and there's a moment when, you know, I share the, I usually share that lemon juice story and, okay. uh, that's, a, that's a pretty heavy moment when, when managers get it, I think when they, they go, oh yeah, like, of course. And we think about every other, like how, you know, it's debates rage online and then we just want to say, you're wrong. You're wrong. I'm right. I'm right. right. Yep. And we're like, yep. but, but what if? You know, mm -hmm. not that I am wrong, but if I'm willing to ask. So, yeah, there's uh, definitely skepticism, I think, when people learn I'm an entertainer turned educator. Yep. When people come into the room. Um, but I, at least to my best knowledge, people leave, hopefully with a few ideas tucked under their arm Uh that they and a few strategies they they try out try to catch right. themselves right 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 I, I i can imagine there's some you know that kind of, kind of walk with their arms crossed going okay let me see what he can you know that kind of a thing and so i guess to watch even that transformation uh is magical in itself for you 
hundred percent. Yeah. It's it, everybody's a kid. You know, yeah. Everybody, everybody truly is a, is a kid that's pretending to be an adult, you know, parading yes. you know, we do adult things. We make tough decisions, but everybody has that, that joy, that wonder is in them inherently it's biological. So it's uh, it's fun to get the chance to, I mean, not that it always happens there. There's oh. definitely, there are the one way to win people over her a little more like this Yeah, is, is to pretend that they know already. Uh, cause that's kind of what they're doing. They want, they don't want to admit they don't. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, you know, I'll wink at those people and be like, Shh, don't tell the secret or whatever it is, <laughs> you know, <laughs> whatever it is come it. Up to me after, after a keynote or after a workshop, I and, love it. you know, they'll stand side by side as though they're in on the trick and <laughs> I, whatever, I whatever they need to do. I'm okay with it. But. I love it. That's awesome. Brandon, this is this has been awesome. I, it's been a, it's such a great chat, and I, again, the the whole idea of, of just wonder and possibility uh, it's, it's fabulous space to sort of be within uh, because it allows us to really start thinking about what's beyond, right? And that, and that and and and, and the, the, the spending some time thinking about what's beyond is is growth. It's it's sure I am here. But I'm not planted here, and where else can I go? And so being in that space of possibility and wonder, I think, is a good vehicle to get us there. And so I think the work that you do is fabulous, and uh, uh, I really appreciate this this chat. And, uh, I, I mean, I'd be remiss if I didn't say if you have a trick. I know you did a little card trick there. You got another trick you can show us on the way out of here uh, before we go? Yeah, I can try something with you really quickly. Uh, it's sure. Awesome. I've been doing some, it's not super quick, but if you have a, have a minute here, yeah. Um, for, let me first, before I do this, let me say, I want to thank you uh, for giving me the chance to ramble and, and, you know, wax thank poetic you. a little bit about, about the stuff I care so deeply about. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I hope if anybody out there has any questions or wants to talk about this stuff, I invite conversation. So please get in touch. We'll make sure that the, all the appropriate links and whatever contact information is there for you. Uh, so absolutely, we're going to do our part here. So for sure. Wonderful. Wonderful. Okay, let's, let's make magic. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> so I was really skeptical at the beginning of this pandemic that we'd ever be able to do magic again. I had okay. kind of almost quit uh, wow. because... How am I going to show somebody a card trick? Understood. And then people started doing magic through, through the screen, through Zoom. And I realized, oh my gosh, I have already fallen in the confidence trap, mm. right? I was convinced I had it figured out and I missed the opportunity to invent new stuff in new circumstances. Right, right. We always need our own advice, don't we? Yep. So, <laughs> so I've been playing with a trick. Uh, now, I can't give you a deck of cards through the screen, obviously, because that would be teleportation, and I haven't figured that out yet. That's uh, a whole other thing. <laughs> talk, talk about one possibility, eh? <laughs> right? I'm not saying it's impossible no. yet. That's right. That's uh, right. What I have here, though, uh, this is a little invention of mine. Uh, I'll be honest. I didn't invent this, but I use it. This is, uh, do you know what this is? Um, no, do tell. This is a thin slice of imagination. This is a deck of playing cards. Okay. Okay, sure. It's invisible. It's yes. invisible. I'll invite you to play along. In fact, what's beautiful about this mm -hmm. is I can actually uh, pass this right through the camera. Okay. So if there you reach go. up to your camera there, gotcha. you oh, look, see, look oh. at that. Oh, wow. I got it. There we go. Imagination is a powerful thing, my yes, friend. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, they play along with me. Take those cards yes. out of the box. Take those okay. cards okay. out of the box. Okay. Yeah, and shuffle them up like you do. 
Okay, let's just. I know you play. Oh, look yeah, at yeah. that. Look at that. Just look like at that. I mean, look, there we go. We got that. Can you do that rainbow shuffle? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I knew you could. There you go. Okay. There you go. We're good. I love playing with people who love to play. Uh, now, here's the here's the thing, oddly. Some people are going to challenge this when they rewatch this. So okay. we, we haven't set anything up. It's a, it's nope. a pretend deck of cards as far as anybody's concerned. Exactly. But could you look through those cards right now? Okay. And I want you to see one of them like an ace or a queen, not one of those maybe because I just said them. Okay. And and take that card. Don't say what it is just yet, but turn it upside down. Okay. So it's the upside only down. card going yep. the opposite direction. Yep. Close up the box for me. Okay. Put the rest in there. Close up the pack, put it back in the box. Okay. You want me to give them back to you? Yeah, put them right back up to, to the screen if you don't mind. All right, there we go. There we yep. go. Perfect. That'll be great. Thank you. Perfect. All right. There we go. There we go. Oh, look it. There we go. Isn't it amazing? Everything real starts in our minds. You know that, right? Um, <laughs> uh, I know the viewers, the listeners, they're not going to believe that this is actually the same deck of cards, but I promise them. It, 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 it is. It is. It is. Visibility just sometimes wears off. Um, oddly, maybe you could tell me, did you, uh, you did turn a card around. I did. Pack. I did. What was the card you chose? The, the Jack of Hearts. For real? You're not, making, you're, you're, not, you're not kidding about that. I chose a jack of hearts. Look. Oops. Hold on. Look. I put one card. And only one card reversed in this deck. Wouldn't that be something if it was the jack of hearts? <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> Jack of Hearts. I told you, it's the same deck. You probably want to believe it. I love it. Uh, it was no. great. It was, it was the Jack of Hearts I turned over. Wow. Yeah, it's, we haven't set anything up either, my friend. This is not set up at all, at all but what it really does, it goes back and it illustrates. The, the power of sort of magic, what, what it brings, right? Here I laughed and laughed, and I can guarantee you, Brandon, we'll go away and I'll, I'll laugh again. I'll go, oh my goodness, how did he do that? I'll start to wonder. I'll start to think. I'll start to try and figure it out myself. And again, all of those, that, that space to be in is a wonderful place to be in. So I thank you for illustrating that. Thank you for the trick. Thank you for being here. Uh, it's so awesome to hear have you. Again, this is the Audacious Living Podcast and everything that we discuss, everything that we, 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 we just went over the last half hour or so is very much in line with this podcast. So thank you so much for helping me continue my mission and further ahead. Wishing you all a bunch of wonder and mystery in all aspects of your life. Thanks again, Audley. Appreciate Take it. Take care. Take care. Be well, Brandon. Bye-bye. back we are here on the audacious living podcast and i really appreciate branding for rolling through uh and spending some time with us here uh again how did he know i had the jack of hearts how did he know uh, i don't know again that's one of those tricks we'll, we'll never found, find out about but anyhow i uh, really appreciate you opening up our eyes uh, to the impact of, of magic and wonder it was so much fun uh so so really really thank you you know, Brandon left us with so much to think about, but you know, if there was just one thing that I take from my conversation with him, it would be this. 
The basis of magic is to show you something you previously believed wasn't possible. And in so doing so, we're left, even if it's for a short moment, left to, to reconstruct what we thought to be true about the world and everything around us. Look, every single one of us have something that we completely believe in, but we're also completely wrong about. And it's for this reason why it's so necessary for us to continually challenge our own viewpoints and think beyond the box, forget the limitations that we have, you know, break those barriers down. Use wonder to spark your imagination to create new and exciting possibilities. It's through these new and exciting possibilities that we'll be able to make this world a much more audacious place to live. Hey, listen, if, if you haven't registered for email notifications of the podcast, please know that you can do so simply by heading over to bestaudaciouslife.com. All you've got to do is enter in your email address and you will immediately be connected to all good things, uh, audacious living. Uh, you know, we've come to the end of the episode, but I always I got to take a moment and give a big, big shout out to, to our, our listeners. Uh, ongoing support is tremendous. I appreciate the audacious group of folk that really support this podcast. Uh, it's such a pleasure to bring this to you each and every week. Uh, uh, it's Again, it's I, I do this because you guys keep pushing it and, and that's how we do it. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Until next time, stay safe, be kind, show love to one another, and be audacious. You've been listening to the Audacious Living Podcast, hosted by Audley Stevenson. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Until next time, be audacious.